You have failed me for the last time, Admiral. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name's Roger, and with me, as always, is Declan Kitchener, my co-host. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, full disclosure, I'm quite tired. We're recording a little earlier than normal, although it's not like early, early. It's just I stayed up late. So that's my own cross to bear. But uh, how are you? Uh, I'm fine. I'm not quite so tired as you, I don't think. I'm just uh, Marty Git as ever, so I feel that we're finally on the same energy level. <laughs> finally, we're in sync. And I've, I've, got some, <laughs> I've got some coffee, so I think over the course of the show, you'll be able to track my progress. If we have any listeners who make uh, graphs then I'd love to see a graph of my energy increase over the course of the show. I would also love to see this. This sounds like a fantastic idea. Absolutely. Um, For those of you who don't know what we do on this podcast, um, we, Declan and I, we each write um, a song each in the space of a week, and we bring them to this podcast and we discuss with each other how we wrote them and which chords we used and just various ways we're trying to kind of improve our songwriting craft and hopefully help you um, during that process of uh, listening to us ramble on. We don't have any challenges this season, and we're taking it in turns as to see who goes first to share their song. And this week, I think it's your go-to to go first, Declan. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll hand it over to you. Cool. So this is my most recent weekly song. It is called Waits Another Night, and it goes like this. There's a fort buried in these bones Brought forwards by the knights that spent alone That when they have reached their rest Would they be joined by a complimentary set? There's a look somewhere in these eyes Forbidden by a shy Love for one is a love for both in turn. 
I really like this song. Um, this is really, it feels like a different, again, it feels like you're kind of going into new terrain every single week. It feels like a different type of song for you. Um, me- melodically, it felt a little different to me. Would that be fair to say? Or is that not something you really noticed? Yeah, it did, it did feel a bit different for me. I just want to point out, just before we do anything else, this is the first song that I have written, I think, uh, since Tippy and Mel, I think, that has not had a, dis- a diminished chord in it somewhere. Oh wow! That actually, I think that actually does make quite a lot of difference to my listening experience. Yeah, <laughs> my signature sound has become these ugly chords, uh, <laughs> so now I have to sort of uglify other chords to try and make it work. This song did come about a bit differently. It was written on the last day, but it's just kind of I ended up strumming up this sort of central rhythm like boom, boom, I just thought, okay, that's nice and consistent. Like, let's try and keep the whole rhythm in that, so it's less sort of driven by wanting to put fancy chords together than it is by wanting to try and keep that drive up. Yeah, I noticed that there was definitely a um a consistent uh rhythmic structure throughout. So that was it was that like how kind of the song started? Was that with that conscious choice or was that sort of just like, oh this works? Uh so what I started with was the B flat and I ended up playing uh the major seven version of B flat because it's a nice chord to play. But then I sort of just ended up raising the seventh note up a scale so it would on that b flat it would end up being a b flat c on that pattern Ah, okay and it it's felt really nice to loop it almost feels to me weirdly like a sample even though it's not like just something you could just like rinse and repeat in the background and change the production around it and like um, it would be quite easy to show it to a drummer, for example, because they go, "Oh, cool! I've got a groove for this." Yeah. So once I had that, I just tried to come up with a melody that wasn't uh, the same as the riff, which is where you get that bit at the end. The main bit of the riff is A, B flat, and C in various orders. The last bit of the riff is E flat and D. When it changes over to the E flat major and it does its little bits on that, that's what that bit of the riff was originally intended to go into, and I was just going to do that twice. And I thought, how does it sound? Because it ends on a D, so how does it sound if you just leave that going over the um, B flat chord? Which is why the melody repeats twice, but the E flat alternate section for the verse only comes in once. Okay, that kind of explains why it's a little bit more unusual then. Mm. And then the chorus is basically I've we've been doing this thing over the past couple of weeks of like lockdown covers with me, Sam, Josh and Roger. We've all been like giving each other songs to try and learn. And my song this week was the Galaxy song from Monty Python, uh, Meaning of Life. 
Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving and revolving at 900 miles an hour. That's orbiting at 19 miles a second, so it's reckoned a sun that is the source of all our power. The sun and so the chord movements in the uh, chorus are inspired by that a little bit, uh, particularly the use of like the major sixth to the minor second, which is like G to C minor. Oh, I love that move. Major six to minor second. That's uh, one of the nicest moves in the game. It's a very nice move. It's very old time show tune uh, the only other thing to say about the chorus really is that I was trying to make sure that I hit the major seventh on the four, which is E flat, and the seventh on the five, which is F, just to sort of give it a little bit more, I don't know, flavour than just doing straight four and five. Yeah, I've noticed you've been doing quite a lot of that. I mean, you always have, but like especially the past uh, season or two, I've noticed you've been doing things where you go, okay, I would go to the four here, but I'm making it, for example, a, a four major seven or like a, have put in like an extra note on top or make it a six or something. Yes, this is me trying to sound clever by putting more and more notes in without necessarily knowing <laughs> how they all fit together. It changes the flavour, doesn't it? Which is always a nice thing to do. Yeah. It's just, it's nice not to always use the standard chords. The only other musical bit of that is like that sort of bridge outro thing, which is more there to break up the song than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, Also just wanted to get that major sixth in again on top of the fifth. So it goes four to three to five to major six to four to five to one. Uh, Mm. Which for those of you not using numerals is... E flat to D minor to F to G to E flat to F to B flat. Uh, I just wanted to get that G in there again, seeing as it's the only non-diatonic bit of the song. Yeah, I think I think sometimes when you got a more um, strip, uh, not even strip back, but kind of like a more basic song that's quite diatonic, and you have a few little non-diatonic moments in there, I think there's something in you that goes, oh, I've got to kind of touch back on that in order to highlight that again or to yeah that's the thing i mean we said this before but coming on the podcast there you have to have some bits where you go oh this was a smart bit i did because you know it's content and that mm. but um, i mean but it but more than that it works you know it, it's um it's a really cool bridge section and i can see why you came back to that g you know yeah well it like i say it's a. Uh... It it seemed to fit at that point, so that's why it's there, rather than for any other reason or merit. Yeah. Um, and then the lyrics were sort of an interesting one. I don't necessarily think they're my best set of lyrics ever, but I, I sort of happy with the way it ended up coming about. I, essentially, I got the first line. There's a feeling in my bones. I had something else to rhyme with it. But I thought, okay, feeling in the bones is a nice line, but I don't like that my. And so I sort of ended up like trying out various sort of variations on it. I thought, hold on, feeling in these bones. So what if I can just talk about the subject matter without actually referring to you or I or me or anything like that, but just referring to body parts. Hmm, yeah. Which is why you've got um, the bones that are concerned if they're going to be joined by a matching set or like um, if the eyes are going to fall upon like the only ones that they'll see eye to eye with which, uh, 
I, I, it's just a different way of saying the same stuff that I always say, which I kind of like. <laughs> well, I mean, I think approaching um, a similar subject matter from a quite a different lyrical uh, angle or or apparatus, let's say, um, I think is is a very creative move. And I, I think the kind of, I don't know how you describe it, it's not really like third person, but it's kind of like being almost anatomical about the way you're describing, you know, these bones. And I like the way, uh, way where you say, what is it? The mind does this and then the body has to wait its turn or something like that. The body suffers the mind emotions. Uh, the law for one is the law for each in turn. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love it. That was, that was more, to be honest, Roger and I had a sort of chat earlier in the week and uh, I think... It's, what was it the we actually ended up saying? I think you ended up saying something like, uh, well, the law is true for both of us or something. And I thought, that's a song lyric. And we sort of said, oh, yeah, we'll both put that in our songs. <laughs> oh, I thought, damn it, I forgot. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't think you were actually going to do it. That's the thing. Um, but uh, I thought, well, <laughs> I'll see if I can get it in because if I can get it in, it'll be an interesting story for the podcast. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> well, um you have to bear in mind, listeners, that um, one of your hosts has um, very awful short-term memory, apparently. Uh, and um, you also need to bear in mind that both of your hosts are idiots. <laughs> 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 well, uh, that, uh, now that I remember that conversation, um, a little late, um, I remember... Um, it's just something I said, you know, just like in, a, in a conversation that wasn't obviously... Um, you know, I didn't think of it beforehand. Of it wasn't here as a presentation of my philosophy. Gaze uh, upon it in wonder. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when I wrote it and sent it to you, I, I almost thought, oh, that is a lyric, and I bet I bet that's something we could uh, include. Um, so that was going to be a little challenge this week, but too late now. Oh, well. There's always anyway. next week. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, I think it's a really great set of lyrics you've got. Um, and the fact that you approached it in that sort of different way... Um, it's great. I mean, is it is it sort of in the same um, subject matter vein as uh, as uh, you've been writing during lockdown, or is this sort of a different angle for you lyrically? It's basically the same sort of thing. It's about crippling mm. loneliness and being depressed, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, done in a slightly different way. So let it never be said that I am a one trick horse. I can do the one subject matter in various different ways. <laughs> We oh, love you, I'm Dave going Brown. mad. I'm going mad. Well, I think it's great. I think it's really cool. And, um, you know, like I say, approaching it from different angles is um, is awesome. It's really good. Uh, and it uh, allows you to explore things in different ways, I think, which always helps. It's kind of um, sort of a self-imposed limitation to sort of stop trying to write the same sort of songs. Like uh, you have a similar thing, for example, not that I'm comparing the two songs, but uh, with Paul McCartney, Paperback Writer. Uh, mm. Someone said to him, "I love your songs, but could you stop writing love songs, please, mate?" So he writes a song about a book. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think it, it's one of those things where if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, it's like if you're good at writing songs about a certain subject matter, and you even know kind of the the language and the lingo of how to write about that because you're good at it and it's what you feel, then why not? You know, just write about what you want. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, I was going to say, it's no, it's no sort of uh, upper limit on the amount of love songs or like heartbreak songs that are ever going to be written. So why should there be an upper limit on the amount of depression songs that are ever written? <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, and, and yeah, you know, to be real as well, like songs like that help people who are in that feeling. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's ultimately positive and it's expressive, which is good. Expressive is good. Cool. Woot. Huzzah. Um, Love your song. Love it. It's a really good song. Um, yeah, again, I think you're kind of striking out a lot of uh, home runs this season. Well, likewise for you. Although I shouldn't say this now because I've not heard your song yet. Well, of course oh. you haven't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, unless there's anything else you'd like to say about your song? No. Okay, cool. Well, then I will move on to my song. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. Call um, it, call it the line, then you can get it in. <laughs> <laughs> we can just edit out the bits in my section. It's fine. It's fine. Damn it! What was it called? I should have written the title at the top. I thing is, it's one of those ones where, like, at, at the end of writing the song when it was done, I was like, "Oh, this is an alright song." And uh, what shall I call it? And I kind of go through the lyrics as you do sometimes, and. I was like, okay, I could call it this line or that line or this line, and I can't remember which one I decided on. Roger, just yeah. leave a gap and then just put your own version of the ethereal editor in. So, like, uh, okay, so this is my song this week, and it's called... And actually this week it's called this. Right, back with Maybe, but the way my brain works is that if I don't remember this, I won't be able to talk about the content of the song. Okay, um, so you won't so. you won't be able to find a folder. Like uh, I can talk about this song just as long as I can find the mental folder it's stored in. I just don't know what it's called. I'm literally having to go inside a physical folder. Okay, right. It's this is my song this week, and it's called. Okay, good. I know what it's called now. So yeah, this is my song this week, and it's called "I Don't Mind." What's going on on Earth today? I can't say that I know. I can't say that I ever took the time to find out And even if you'd comfort me and lay me down to sleep Well, I don't mind a little bit of interaction But I can't stand to break your heart again been a long time coming will it be a long way home maybe i can make it alone for the next three summers but i don't mind a little bit of interaction but i can't stand to break your heart again we don't want to go around in circles and i I listen to God and he tells me I'm lonely I sit in the dark and pretend that I'm holy I talk about waiting for someone to give me 
It's a bit of a weird one this week because um, I don't know if uh, you noticed, but it changes key fairly quickly. I was going to ask about that. Like, uh, you sort of establish a key and then you move on from it very quickly. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was just setting up home in this key. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I mean, the song starts out in, in B major um, and then quite quickly modulates to C major, which... Um, is a much easier key to play in on the piano particularly, but also on the guitar. So I just, if I can choose between having a song to arrange in B or C major, I'm choosing C major, um, just because it's easier and I can think better in those terms. Mm. Um, so I'm writing a B, um, and it was just one of those things where I've had this like pretty much every song this run. I sat down with the guitar, and I was just kind of like strumming some chords, and I go, um, you know, B major. Uh, D sharp minor, E. So I'm going one, three, four, uh, and then I've got this this melody in my head, and I just end up singing, "What's going on on earth today? I can't say that I know." Which is kind of like a kind of folky melody, mm. maybe even a bit sea shanty esque or something like that, but very basic uh, major major uh, scale melody. Um, I can't say that I ever took the time to find out, and so. I had that lyric, and I knew that I liked the melody, I knew I liked the chords, and I was like, okay, this is something. But the whole what's going on on Earth today thing, um, there's a lot going on in the world at the moment, you know? Um, you can say that again. COVID-19 and um, the Black Lives Matter movement and another stuff which I think isn't as well seen, but I think, I think it's an odd time, and it wasn't something I felt equipped to address in a song, let alone in a podcast segment. Um, so, um, so I kind of changed my tact a little bit at that point, um, and I went into um, sort of feelings in my in my personal life. Um, you know, I've started to reconnect with um, somebody I used to be connected with um, during lockdown, and uh, yeah, so it's basically just exploring those feelings i guess and sort of the the question of i don't know it's the whole thing kind of addresses i guess i'm talking about the lyrics now but the whole <laughs> the whole thing kind of addresses like my and the, a lot of my songs do this my inability to sort of trust in a new process or to like really kind of let my guard down around friends even just like kind of like hanging out around friends you know what i mean just like yeah. to let my guard down and be myself and and I think you could probably relate to that, judging by some of your lyrics recently. Um, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth by saying that, but it's a tricky thing because it, you, at, at a certain point during that, you realise, oh, my God, I'm actually, like, limiting my fate right now. If I keep on acting like this and if I keep on having these boundaries up and not pursuing, um, you know, new experiences even, you know, like, the rest of my life will be limited as a result of that. And there is a certain amount of overthinking in that type of um, thing. But, you know, what, what better is thing is songwriting for? So I thought, let's explore that, um, you know. Um, 
so it's this thing of like even if even if somebody you know comes to me and they're good to me and everything like this it's like um even if you comfort me and lay me down to sleep you know it's like saying i don't mind the chorus of the song i don't mind a little bit of interaction but i can't stand to break your heart again so it's like it's kind of the same sort of thing i talked about in one of my other songs called um to have never loved at all so it's like it's almost like a question of is the game worth the candle um is the new experience worth the pain i believe and i'm you know, it's, it's an irrational belief, but I believe that will eventually hurt me or I will hurt somebody else. So it's like, is it worth it? Probably not. So, and again, so it's like this place I'm sort of stuck in. It's, um, it's mm. an interesting viewpoint to take for a song. Like you say, you've explored this before, but it's, um, I think it's something that everyone has at certain points. Like, uh, I, I think you're right in saying that I have had that at some point, um, at mm. many points, but it's, it's sort of handled in a way that uh, it's not simply woe is me. It's kind of like more universal than just being that. That's those specific circumstances that you've talked about. At least that's what I take from it. Yeah, totally, totally. And um, you know, I think I think recently during lockdown, it's I think it's really been a difficult time. Like to be completely honest, I think it's been a difficult time for me and most other people I know. Like nonsense. It's been easy. I've been coping <laughs> perfectly well. He sits writing his fifth sad song in the corner. Man, me too, me too. Um, but I mean, you know, I only I only say that because I think it's something a lot of people can relate to. I think a lot of people during lockdown have had, if not only the isolation of lockdown, and like, oh, I can't see my friends, can't see this, can't see that. A lot of people I know have had something happen where it's like quite affecting for them and they're really struggling with like what their future looks like and that sort of thing. I think we all are. And so for me, it's like, uh, to touch on what you said about... It, these are sad feelings, but they're not sad feelings in a woe is me way. They're sad feelings in a way of like, oh, right, okay, this is the, you know, the cards I've got in my hand at the moment. These are the cards I have to play. Um, what's my way out of this? How can I play this so that I can actually mature as a person rather than just kind of have the same neurosis by the end of lockdown, so to speak? That's kind of been the central theme, I guess, of a lot of what I've been writing. Um, and then mm. sort of um, in all part and parcel of that is, how am I with my friends? How am I with, um, you know, my love life? How am I with my creative life even, you know? How much do I really branch out? How much do I really try to grow as a person? And that could turn into beating myself quite, up quite quickly. But but anyway, I There's, there's a lot a of time for introspection and reflection. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Poss possibly too much time. Who knows? <laughs> definitely. I mean, before I move on to the cause, I'll, I'll just go into this one little um, section here, which I felt like kind of... You know when you like you write fast, and uh, you kind of touched on this on, from a different angle last week. But when you write quickly, um, the actual like pace comes out quicker. You know, mm. um, and I had that with my with my bridge, which yeah, from a musical perspective was there to elongate the song a little bit and make it that much more um, have more body to it. The song. Oh, is that um, the sort of? Uh, it's almost like double time with the. Uh, you talk about. You mentioned some religious stuff again this week. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it it does mention God and that sort of thing, and um, and fate in a sort of um, read between the lines sort of way, but um, but it's this part where it goes um, oh, what's it go? It goes two five one four, which is a lovely chord progression, by the way, um, and then so over that you have this kind of like um canvas to just write. So I had these chords going just and just kind of like rotating. I was like, what can I write over this? And so I just kind of like ad-libbed. And then I when I wrote them down, I was like, oh, these are quite um, honest lyrics for me, you know? And so I'll read them now. They go, um, it's taking over my mind and I don't even know it. I drive in my car as a way to control it. 
I hole up inside and I wait for the thunder to come. I listen to God and he tells me I'm lonely. I sit in the dark and pretend that I'm holy. I talk about waiting for someone to give me a sign. So, I mean, it's just basically an illustration of like, where do I go from here? You know, well, that's <laughs> it's a like, great set of lyrics. Thank you. Thank I, you. I'll say that right now. Well, it's, it's basically going like it's it's kind of painting a picture of somebody who, you know, uh, goes, God, you know, what am I supposed to do? It's like in, in um, uh, Bruce Almighty, you know, when he goes, God, just give me a sign, give me a sign. And then this like truck with a bunch of signs on it <laughs> goes by with like, you know, stop, don't go any further. So, so like, was, like, was there a part of the song that originally goes, smite me, almighty smiter? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the bridge <laughs> was originally that. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so that's that's basically it lyrically. And it, again, I'm aware it's a little bit deeper um, than most weeks lyrically for me. But we're gonna but, have to write some know. fucking happy songs at some point. <laughs> oh man, when we can go outside and people can see each other again, it might be a little easier. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> not so much time to kind of just yeah. Anyway, but it's all it's all okay. Do you know what I mean? It's like I said, it's not like a kind of oh, what was me? Everything's so bad. It's like it is just a case of like. How are we moving forward from this? How can we deal with this, you know? Um, so, yeah. Um, but quarterly, um, again, I started out in B, and then the way I transitioned to C, I was kind of proud of. I've done it before, and it's not, like, new, and other people have done it too, of course. Um, but I go, I'm playing in B, and then at the very end of it, um, when I go to, um, you know, if you come for me and lay me down to sleep, on the word sleep, it goes to the sharp five in, oh god damn, oh it's, it's in G. G, is G, yeah exactly, yeah thank you, um, with G and then I turn that into a G7, and then which obviously leads as the dominant, the fifth, um, to go up to C major on new tonic, so I was kind of proud of that, having that sharp five sound, because the sharp five chord, the sharp five major chord in any scale, um, has this lovely like out of scale um, strangeness to it, and to then you know, flick a seven in there and then take that up so you can go up to C, I thought, oh, that's cool. And then, of course, I had the option of like, okay, now I'm playing in C, am I going to then go to G sharp, turn that into a seven, and then, you know, start playing in C sharp major as my tonic? I was like, eh, nah, it's too much. If you keep on walking up the song, you just turn into Beyonce. So I was like... <laughs> <laughs> that could be a title. <laughs> <laughs> that could, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you know, so I just, um, I thought, okay, now I'm in C, I'll stay in C and see what I can do with that. So, I mean, a lot of it was, was guided by the melody and the lyrics, actually, to, ex to an extent, which is fairly unusual for me. And the chords were just there to support. Just before I wrap all this up, I'll say that the chorus kind of turned out semi, um, you know, ordinary and semi not ordinary so i kind of took a leaf out of your book and i used a diminished chord in there um Ooh. so in the, in the chorus you go um, i don't mind a little bit of interaction which is just c um g a minor but basically you're just walking down the c so c b a don't mind a da -da 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 -dun 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 -dun, like that and then you go bum bum four five f g um and then you go, I can't stand to break your heart again, which could just be, it could be C, G, A minor again. But instead I go C, D, diminished A minor. And it just kind of creates a little bit more tension, a little bit more darkness, you know? Mm. Um, I'm glad then, that we've been able to represent the diminished somewhere in this episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's somewhere. It's being, it has its ambassador in me this week. 
Um, and then, then it actually goes up to the sharp five. It goes up to the G sharp. Um, and we don't want to go around in circles. And then it basically goes two, five, one. Um, and then you're kind of like back into the uh, regular C major thing. But I thought it was kind of cool to like touch on that sharp five again. You know, while I'm in the C major, the new key, but then not go to C sharp. I thought that was kind of like, you know, nice little nod back to the beginning of the song. Well, you do that on quite a sort of centrally thematic line as well. Like, we don't want to go around in circles, which but sounds a bit, it's like a quite neat encapsulation of what the song's about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's, it's always a nice thing, isn't it, to like have a line that you think, um, not even like intellectually, but just as you're writing, oh, I have a feeling about that line. That seems like quite a good chorus line. And then This to... is a line that I shall be remembered for in years to come. <laughs> <laughs> but then to like underpin it with like oh you know a minor four or a sharp five or a major two seven or something like that just something that has that highlight where you you highlight it emotionally as well as lyrically mm. i mean yes. that's again that's that's why we're not poets and we we like to write lyrics and that because you have you have that extra shading don't you with the chord you go okay this this particular line holds a certain credence and uh to then color it with a chord is it's fun to do Exactly, yeah. It's sort of rare that I, well, me personally, that I feel that I can sort of play the music to the lyrics uh, for best effect. Normally it's the other way around. But, like, when you do get those moments where you think, oh, yeah, if I put that chord there, that really highlights that, and now I'm being artistic in everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we wish that that was, like, as commonplace as we'd like, you know, like every chord was like, oh, I purposely meant for that to match the lyric, but usually it's a little bit of a happy accident, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Well, Ooh. the copy's kicked in for me. Oh, it's literally about to yawn then as well. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've swapped energies from the beginning. Uh, no, I think I'm just like going further down in energy. My energy levels are consistently low. This is part of my... Um, I was going to say charm, that's not the word. Uh... <laughs> Part of your shtick, your... Um... My persona. My persona. My persona. Um... My, my, my persona. <laughs> oh, I was about to, about to say my corona, but I won't, although I just did. Oh, no. No, um, no. you have um... to use the power of editing to get it out. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I can't really think of too much else to say about the song. I think I kind of went quite into depth with it, to be honest with you, maybe more than I normally do. Um, but that's the mood I'm in at the moment. Um, anything else you can think I could say about this one that I've missed? Uh, I like it. I think you could sort of end up doing like quite a sort of 70s, uh, sort of thing, like with like definitely, definitely electric guitars, but maybe an acoustic thing at the center, but you don't really hear the acoustic thing, like particularly... I'm thinking when you get to the sort of bridge section, you could sort of go to town on that a little. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I'm thinking, like, maybe not quite Tom Petty vibe, but, like, using that sort of soundscape. Yes, no, that would be really cool. I think it would be quite nice as well, just while I'm thinking about it. Like, the beginning with the what's going on on Earth today, that part, that could just be, like, like a piano ballad, like piano and vocal, and then the moment you change key and go into, well, I don't mind, that part, like, goes up to C. You'd have the drums and the guitar and the bass come in and, like, it all kind of explodes as it changes key. It could be kind of fun. Well, almost like you're lifting the curtain and going, like, and here's the band, everyone. <laughs> well, if I keep going in this direction, like, in another ten years, I'm just going to be, like, writing show tunes exclusively. And this would be a bad thing. Why? 
Mm. Oh, I'd, I'd love show tunes. It's, um, it's, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, just have it like the, the curtain comes up, the can-can dancers come out and like all the... It's like in that Simpsons opening, whenever they have a longer opening and like the whole circus comes yeah. about, you know what I mean? Yeah. But watch the Simpsons now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For one of our bonus episodes, we should like, I don't know how we do this, but just like watch the Simpsons and be like on the podcast and just do a live commentary. That would be completely off topic for this podcast and <laughs> really i'm 100 percent down for it <laughs> good i'm so glad you said the last part <laughs> uh, oh, maybe dear. if we get to episode 101 or something <laughs> exactly or we could just uh, edit it into the middle of episode 250 or just um like just pick a random number 173 173 okay let's cool. do it so, I, I don't know how that would even work, but we just sit there, we go, ah, I think the intro's in C. You're wrong, it's in B-flat. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think that jingle to get to the next scene, uh, I think that was in F, but I'm not sure. Was it F or F-sharp? <laughs> it is interesting, though, in TV shows, isn't it? Especially old sitcoms where, like, they'll have, like, segue music between scenes, but, like, it usually modulates or, like, ends on an inconclusive chord. Well, that's uh, sort of follow the emotion through from the scene. Like, it's fun uh, listening to... The Red Dwarf uh, DVDs have all of the score on them on the bonus disc. Mm. So, like, you can actually have, like, scene transitions and it's just, like, seven scene transitions all in one go. <laughs> it's just, like, mm. a bit of an emotional rollercoaster. Bum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-bum. Bum. Going for all these emotions really quickly. It's like emotional whiplash. It's like, oh, happy, sad, scary, foreboding. And they're all really short as well. This is kind of like one of the things about, um, again, Red Dwarf, how Goodall uh, was talking in a documentary about like, okay, so they say, oh, we want you to parody the scene in Top Gun. So uh, could you give us the exact same score, but you've got 20 seconds to do it in? (laughs) <laughs> or like, um, we need to do a parody of the Star Wars Crawl. Can you do one that lasts for five seconds? Well, if anyone can do it, it's him, because uh, Howard Goodall's a brilliant composer. If you're interested in music theory, by the way, um, Declan showed me these um, years ago now, but um, he had, the, what are they called, his, his documentary series? They're How Music Works. How Music Works. They're on YouTube even for free. They are... If you're a music nerd and you like chords and how harmony works and rhythm and stuff, oh, man, you've got to watch those. They're so good. It's a good grounding for understanding music theory. Like, most of the more complicated stuff I know about music theory comes from that. Yeah, and, and it's done in a... basic stuff comes from taking piano exams. <laughs> and it's done in quite a fun way, isn't it, the way he does it? Because, well, I mean, it's a fun BBC show. Um, I think it was Channel 4. Oh, yeah, I think you're right, actually. He's just got such a BBC vibe to him, doesn't he? Very much so, yeah. Well, he did work on like BBC sitcoms for ages. That's probably why I think it, actually. I think, oh, you know, Red Dwarf and that sort of thing. And Blackadder and... Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, Mr Beanie did, which I think was ITV. I'll send it to you after the episode. Okay, um, cool. 
but uh, it's literally got Latin lyrics for Behold the man who is a bean. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> he sure is a bean. Uh, I, I um, do like Mr Bean. I do like Rowan Atkinson. I think he's very funny. But, uh, we have gone completely off topic. We really have, but... But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, I uh, unless we go like far too off topic, where the majority of the show. Oh, yeah, I think Have actually... you heard the most recent stuff we've done? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear the last conversation we had? To be fair, though, um, to us, usually we would do all this like out of show chat, like out of show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like when when you would come over to mine, you know, and just like, oh, do you want a coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching this the other day and this happened. Whereas now it's like there's not that moment. So like it has to come out somewhere. <laughs> you have to deal with our private conversations, audience. <laughs> but uh, it, the only problem with, with, with when we digress like this is I like the digression, but then I have no idea how to segue back into the actual show. <laughs> Likewise, it's just like... Okay, so there's got to be something to do with music in here. There's got to be something. So we have no emails this week. No. We, Which is we, weird. We don't. Quite, I've gotten used to actually having stuff in the inbox. Yeah. Um, well, we'll give out the email address during the roundup. But if you yeah. if you want to send in anything, whether that be a song, whether that be a letter, whether that just be uh, you telling us off for going off topic, um, just send it in. We like reading everything. Um, it, yeah. it makes us feel validated and we desperately need validation because we're very insecure yeah absolutely um, <laughs> the evidence is in this podcast your honour um, but yeah and also just also uh, send in feedback as well because I think you know I think we're both open to you know email saying do a little bit more of this in the shoe do a bit more of that or less of this or less of that no, like I, I demand emails that say that I am perfect, because <laughs> I am. Dear Weekly Song Podcast, you are perfect. Yours sincerely, all the listeners. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, all of us got together to write this email. We all chipped in for this email. It wasn't cheap, but it was worth it. <laughs> you had to buy oh, the computer as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I suppose it's a pretty good time to... Get into the roundup, eh? Yeah. Let, uh, cool. Uh, my one bit of responsibility now that we Dun, don't do, have do, emails. Do. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and I do apologise about how far off topic we went. Um, <laughs> yes. If you wanted to send in anything at all, why not send in an email to uh, weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com? Uh, you can follow us on Spotify, you can like us on SoundCloud, you can give us a five-star review on iTunes, you can do various things uh, that are not related to the podcast at all, but there are also options for you if you so wish. Uh, Roger, where can they find you and your music? Find me and my music at rogerheathers.com, which is uh, the home of my band camp. And I've just released a Beatles cover album, which Declan is uh, featured on, as well as a bunch of other musicians. And uh, I wanted to say thank you as well, because I, um, I've had uh, a nice amount of listens and streams and uh, people bought the album as well. So I just wanted to thank uh, all of you who took the time to go and listen to that Beatles album following, um, 
following, you know, us talking about that last week. Uh, so I wanted to say thanks for that. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just search Roger Heathers. Give me a follow. I've always got new stuff in the wakes. So yeah, that's me. How about you? Uh, you can find my music on DeclanKitchener.bandcamp.com, uh, where I have released an EP recently called The Captive Audience. Um, and yeah, I've had a couple of sales now, a couple of listens. So cheers for doing that. You're great. That, that's it's more than I anticipated happening for that. Uh, so uh, you can also find me on YouTube. Uh, just search Declan Kitchener Music, and you can find some acoustic covers I've done, as well as the uh, covers I was talking about uh, earlier. So by this point, you'll hear uh, six of them up to Galaxy Song. Uh, Ideal. There's also a Facebook page where I say stupid things. Uh, Declan Kitchen and Music. Talking of Facebook, Weekly Song Podcast does have a Facebook page as well. It's Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, we don't post there as much as we'd like, but we do try and keep uh, people up to date, and we do try and post interesting things there that you know uh, may you know you maybe like or something. I I don't know. <laughs> Yes, Who exactly. knows? <laughs> and we have an Instagram too where um, the same goes. Which is basically run by Roger. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so, yes, uh, I think that's basically us. And do check out Declan's EP because it's very good. And also do check out Roger's Beatles cover album as well as all of his other music. Please do. Please do. <laughs> let us know what you think. Yeah. And, uh,. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as I said, I'm tired and I don't know quite how to wrap up the show, so I'm just talking <laughs> until I know what to say. Are you just waiting to for someone to say "tara"? Yes, that's the one. Tara. Thank you for listening. Tara. All right, that was the weirdest podcast we've ever done. <laughs>